You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, me gente? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Yo, last... Last podcast, we had some dope comic creators, and now we have yet another dynamic duo. Let me tell you, we, we have legends here. Legends! They're fire. Let me bring up the big man himself, all right? You've seen his work everywhere. Who doesn't know this guy? He's Miles, Miles' daddy, all right? I mean, he's created some dope comic books throughout. TV shows that have been made out of his books. I mean, homie, you're over the business. I mean, to do the one, the only, the legendary. Brian, uh, Michael, Bendis. Where are you doing, brother? How you doing? Very good. How are you? That was very sweet. Thank you. Nah, you rock, kiddo, man. I'm a big fan, big fan. And let me introduce the collaborator on this amazing new project you got out right now, or coming, rather. Um, it's a dope book from Abrams. This is a fantastic artist. You've seen his work all over the place as well. He is phenomenal, no pun intended. The one, the only, Andre. Lima Erujo, Wepa, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. That's a great energy to start this thing up. Come well, on, let's do it. Andre and I will not be matching your energy today. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. It's Al Mega, Porter Rock from New York, from Brooklyn, and I got it in me, man, especially when I'm talking to two people like you that are just doing amazing work in comic books. Since since I was not a wee okay. lad, but at least you know, at least in my teens, this was still black when you guys was doing stuff, right? <laughs> so thank you guys for coming on to talk about this amazing new project you guys at our call phenomena, right? But before we get into that whole business on, on this dope project, you know, and we find out about the bromance and, and processes and all that, you know, I, I know people know you, Brian. But just give us a little bit about yourself, like you know, wh- where you come come from, you know, raise that. And what was your first taste of fandom as a kid, you know, and, and who introduced oh, it? Was it a yeah. sibling? Was, was it mama, daddy? Was it Titi Tio? I mean, who did it? Well, yeah, I'm a comics creator. I've been working in the business for, uh, I've been published for over 30 years, which is shocking mm-hmm. to me. I broke in in 1991 when I was oh, in wow. college and I uh, broke in and I've been making uh, graphic novels that I own uh, all that time. And then in 1999, Marvel, uh, 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 hired me to reinvent Spider-Man for a book called Ultimate Spider-Man that ran for uh, 18 years, my entire run at, at Marvel. And in that time, we did all kinds of Marvel events like Secret Invasion and uh, Civil War and Civil War II. And we did House of Them and then also created a bunch of characters that are now popping up all over uh, TV and movies like Miles Morales and Riri Williams and Jessica Jones. So it's been quite a wonderful ride and it's uh, been amazing. But the the real thrill for me, and these are all thrilling things that I just described to you, but to have the opportunity to create like brand new worlds and brand new characters that uh, scare you and delight you, and then you get to show them to people, and then you get to team up with people like Andre and 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 see what's there that wasn't there before is is one of the great like joys of life. And uh, so it's just thrilling to talk to you about it. So did you? Were you always a fan of this, or how did yeah. it get introduced? How, how old were you when it got introduced to you? The, Very early. I I I I'm actually writing a, a bit of a autobiographical book right now, like a sequel to a book I did years ago called Fortune and Glory, which talks about like you know comics and Hollywood and whatnot. And so I've been diving into these memories. And yeah, I I stood up at the at the Passover table at age six. Like that's the year I found out it was like, like I didn't understand it was someone's job, right? Like when you're okay. little, it's just things are given to you and you experience them. But, but then eventually I'm like, oh, these names, this George Perez, this guy's responsible for this feeling that I have. This is someone's job. Then I would like it to be my job. I would like that to, oh, wow. I would like that to be it. And I stood up at the, at the dining room table. And announced that I was going to be the artist of Spider-Man. <laughs> I declared he, it like a, he came out the nerd closet and said, "I'm going to be a creator." 
Yeah, I, I had no idea what I was saying other than these are words that I now knew, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, and then I, I went on the quest to make that happen my entire life without Ooh. any doubt or any like, like there's a million things in between me and the, and the, and the end result. Now I didn't end up being the artist of Spider-Man and uh, that, that haunts me a little bit, but uh, I did, I did get to write hundreds of issues of Spider-Man. So I'm going to call it a wash and say pretty close. So close. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, you've done but, big just, things, my brother. <laughs> just my, uh, just like, like a few years ago, my mom turned to me and said, do you remember, like, you you called this. Like, you literally said you are going to be the, the <laughs> artist of Spider-Man. And she was, like, really the only person who could look at it and go, wow, you stuck to your guns. And uh, and and so I appreciated uh, that nice. she came to that conclusion all by herself. That was pretty sweet. What, were they so, supportive yeah. of, of you in, in the career mm-hmm. early on? Yes, and I like to celebrate that anytime anyone asks me because I, I'm – That's great. Still surrounded by parents – who get squirrely or worried about their kids reading comics or being interested in other things that they don't understand. And my mom did not understand comics other than he's reading. That's good. Right. Like, and so (laughs) he's interested in something and he's not hurting anybody. So that's good. So it was just, it was just, it was all consuming it was all day long. It never stopped. I never shut up about it. I have no recollection of ever stopping talking about like Bernie Wrightston or Brian Boland or whatever Oof. thing I discovered that day. And and nice. she was completely supportive. She would take me to the comic book store, drop me off, give me wow. 10 minutes. I would take a half hour. And uh, like, <laughs> like oh, the outside. Well, I was just like, I'm in the middle of a conversation, Ma. Hold on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and no, I, I'm literally just sitting there, like reading all the things I can't afford, like, like Love and Rockets and things that I want to be interested in, but I, I can't make the financial commitment to yet. And, uh, and so, yeah, so she was very supportive and it thrills me that it paid off in, 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 in so many ways and that she gets to experience the genuine, oh, good. I, 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 like she made, this was an excellent choice she made as a parent just to go, I don't know what this is, but it's making him happy. Isn't that what life's about? And just, and we kept going with that. So, yeah. So if you're with your kids and they're into anything creative, like I know there's a lot of new media right now. And a lot of my friends and peers are like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why my child is into this. And if there's a future in it and maybe there is, and maybe there isn't, but it is, it's a road and they need to be on it and you should support it. So uh, agree. As a parent myself, I absolutely agree. That's you know, I've always pushed my little girl in her artistic endeavors. And now she graduated from Fusa University, you know, she got work, she's doing her thing, and she's a hell That's of an awesome. artist herself. So I was like, damn, awesome. Now I need need you to fix my logo, baby. <laughs> no, no, my, my oldest was in film school, uh, and she, we just literally dropped her off last week and uh it's 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 heaven. Uh. It's the uh, best. Heaven because it's, because it's quiet now at the house, or, or because she's in school. <laughs> well, we've been. I, I will say you're you're talking to me on a very special day. We've been in pandemic uh, uh, homeschooling all these years, uh, and they just went back to school this week for the first time. Ah, in the you're uh, like, oh, damn, so I could spread my wings. <laughs> this house has been this decade. This is uh, amazing. Hey. No wonder you smile earlier. Like, oh my God, what is that? Listen, listen. Oh, uh, no, I love my kids. We, a, we actually, I'm like, now that now we're on to this next chapter, I'm thrilled with how this all worked. Like, they got along and hung out the whole time. Excellent. It was great. Yeah, I, I, I look at this thing. whole period as a huge blessing that we all got to spend all this time alone together, you know? Especially yeah, with my oldest already in college. It's like, you realize this chapter is finite. Right, and they're gonna go off. Uh, Andre's got new babies, so he has no idea where. Like, it, oh, eventually, he's worried already. He's like, "Oh my god!" I have, I have parents, so I know that they will leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andre, talk to me about you. Uh, you know, where you at? Where you from? And, and how did you get into all this? You know, fandom craziness. Well, I met Portugal, and I'm from Portugal. I live here. I live here my entire life and my entire career, and I started. I started working on comics 10 years ago, actually. Only like, 10? Yeah. Jeez, bro, you made an impact in 10 years, bro. What? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and uh, like I, I read comics ever since I remember. I do not remember people introducing me to them 
for me starting reading comics. I remember just having books of comics around me. My mother would buy them to me and she would read them to me, the balloons, because I couldn't read, you know. So that's how it worked until I learned how to read. And like, I always wanted to do this as well. Like Brian, I always knew that I would end up doing comics in some way, shape or form. But like in Portugal, you don't get, there is no comic book industry as mm. as it exists in the United States. So there, is, there are no Portuguese creators creating for Portugal, you know, so it lacks that. And as I started growing up, I started realizing, okay, I'm not going to have a lot of chances here. So I went to architecture school and I'm actually, I'm an architect. I worked like uh, one oh, year as, wow. as an architect. And uh, at the point that I left college and I started working, it was in 09. So it was a big crisis. And um I thought this is not going to last this job and uh, I always wanted to do comics so might as well try it and for uh, I, I'm I'm usually a lucky guy in some of in some circumstances and C.B. Sibolsky was in Portugal that year okay. you know so I went and met him at a, a, a small comic con that we have here and I showed him my portfolio which was pretty bad but he liked <laughs> not to give me his email address and you know, I worked as a um, as an architect for one year, but I was already in touch with him and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Okay. And um, so I started like one or two years after I met him. I started at Marvel and um, well, I've been drawing ever since. How did that feel when you got that first opportunity at Marvel? It felt like um, I cannot, the only way that I can describe this this job that I do is that imagine because most people don't get this opportunity in life. So I'm, I like to think about it. And this is the best, the, the only thing that I wanted to do. This is exactly what I want to do. And to have the opportunity to do, particularly now that I'm working with Brian, as I, I worked with Rick Remender on a book as well. So like right now I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And beginning at Marvel, for example, was really quite, when I got that email, I was in Rome actually with my, now wife then girlfriend and i got the email and i just i went mental man i was he's uh, he's scored points with that one hey baby guess who hired me (laughs) (laughs) he's something like that (laughs) yeah now yes all right right so now you want to be with me well yeah that's fantastic oh man i'm happy so i i need to know the story of what i always like to refer to as the bromance talk about (laughs) how you guys met so I'll let, I'll let Andre start. How, and then I'm going to get ben, Brian's version. So what's your version of how you guys met? Well, my version is the correct one because Brian has a very good <laughs> I will tell you that. Yeah, he doesn't remember anything. that I'm constantly reminding him of things that I say. <laughs> <laughs> but this is how it happened. He emailed me or Twitter messaged me. I'm not entirely sure of that part. If yeah. I wanted to work with him at DC, for a project that he had that was launching the Legion of Superheroes. And he had a special called Millennium that came out, uh, two issues. And he, he was going to have like four artists per issue. Jim Lee was one of them and j- just the big artists, you know. And he asked me and I thought, okay, this is a big thing. And I always always wanted to work with Brian, with, with, who actually was the first person that I was supposed to work with. Okay. But something happened with the issue that he did at Marvel. It was... Um, how do you call that book that had um, Wolverine and um, Spider-Man? Do you yeah, know what I The book of Wolverine yeah. and Spider-Man? No, New Avengers, wasn't it? Yeah. Were yeah, I was, I was supposed to draw one issue of New Avengers when Mike Diodato was drawing it. Oh, okay. Something happened. I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but so we, we have been destined to work together. This, this is why yes. I... This is why no, you, were, you, you were high on my list. <laughs> thank you we're and, gonna find out why in a minute <laughs> <laughs> so basically brian asked me to do that we did those five pages for millennium and i immediately emailed him because i really enjoyed that bit that i worked with him you know he was very brian was very communicative and very welcoming and i was very excited to work with him so i emailed him and i said i really like this we need to work together again i was hoping to, and he said okay let's what do we want to do something that you see or Created on, and I said, "Let's do Created on" because that was what I was dying to do, and uh, that was the beginning. Oh, well, yeah, that, that man, yeah. yeah. Rem- oh, he was not bad. What happened here? Did you leave something he, off he the went, table? We've been the newlywed game. No, I, uh, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
Andre was working with a couple of people I'm very close with, uh, primarily Sam Humphreys is one of my best friends. And uh, uh, as soon as they started working together, I was like, oh my God, I love this. And, 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 but I have a, like a good natured tendency to like rush towards anything I really like. And it's, we all have it all, all all us like, you like something, you just want to run towards it. And then, and then, uh, Sometimes I feel like I may have barreled over people to get towards like, oh, Andre, get out of my way, everyone. I want Andre. And meanwhile, I have there's, he's he's in the middle of other things, right? And so I yeah. try to behave myself. So what you may be des- describing was I raised my hand for Andre, but realized that one of my other friends was already hoping to work with Andre, and then I will, I will, I will, I will back off a little bit because I, I realize I'm being a bit. He, of he a, goes a little bit, just just a little. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's you know, I. I it's, it's it's all an enthusiasm, but I've I've learned to like kind of like you know t- hey look around see see who you're affecting, and uh, uh, so but Andre was high on my list, and also I there's people whose work you just like, and there's people whose work that like just gets under your skin, like just like it feels like uh like like a little part of you already, and you don't even know the person, and I know that sounds weird, and I know it's weird every time I say it out loud, but it, it does. That's what it feels like. I'm like I I feel a strong visceral connection to this work that I could not myself produce, right? And uh so we started working together. And when I asked him to do Legion, it's it, it uh, two things. Number one, I just look at him like he's the future. And like I, I was like hiring artists that I thought were future forward as possible. And I was like, uh, this is a bit of a manipulation of the system. Like, oh I'll get DC to hire him for like eight pages to see how we work together. Like, like I, they're, they're paying him so we can see how our collaboration goes. Like, oh, let's see, see like uh, what that would be like. And at, at the end of it, if it's what I feel it might be, then yeah, we can have this conversation about other things. And if not, okay, we're, we're different energies. That happens too. Um, but, but in this instance, I, from early on was like, oh, I, I, I really want, I would really like to figure out what this could be. And so we did Legion and we did some Young Justice and, and, uh, just, and all towards the, Hey, what do you want to do? What, like, what, what's your, what's your goal? What's your plan? What, what do you want to do? And also I had, you know, uh, uh, not just the, um, Wonder Comics imprint, but I had, uh, the Jinx World imprint at DC as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I literally said, do you want to do Superman? Do you want to do Legion? Do you want to do something brand new? Oh, like, my God. You know, but choices like that. <laughs> well, and, and, and it's funny because you, you never know what the answer is going to be. You never yeah. know. Um, like some people just go, I just want to do Batman and nothing else. I just want Batman. And and I'll just wait for my turn for Batman. And and other people are like, I, I would I never want to draw Batman. I just want to do new things or I just want to draw elves or I just want to draw dinosaurs. They have very specific things. So I, I asked and then, and Andre very, very wisely sent me like a bunch of stuff he was already working on. He was already designing with, with, as he described an architect's flair, he was world building brick by effing brick. These, these beautiful landscapes and, and designs and characters and creatures and and some of them were for pitches that didn't make the distance, and some of them were like still in production. And yeah. I, I looked at all of it at once, so for me it looked like one giant world of things. Even yeah. though he was in his heart building them piece by piece for different things, I looked at it as all one giant world. And then I called him and I said, "What if all of this was the pitch?" And uh, and it, it took him some adjustment and. Uh, but it, but got it right away, and then from there we started building together. And what was great about it, and I know some of your audience will get this reference, even though it's very old and dated. But when I was in 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 college, Frank Miller introduced Frank Miller, who was the most important person in in all of comics, introduced us to GF Darrow, right? This illustrator. Oh yes. To, to my dumb eyes, had come out of nowhere, fully formed as this master illustrator, right? And I read, and I, I just was blown away. But what I took from there was that Frank said that there are books that I write that here's my voice and I apply it to this other creator. But in this instance, it's all about me getting the F out of the way to make sure that GF Darrow can create. Like, like that's my, my job is what can I do to prompt 
this to keep going into all these areas. And so I, 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 because there's a little Darrow influence in, in Andre it, it, that connected to me uh, deeply. And I, and I took that mindset <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, and I ran with it. I go, okay, that's, that's the job here. Every, every collaboration has a different energy. Like, like all of your relationships in your life have a different energy and they need different Absolutely. things. So, so this collaboration, I'm going to decide until further notice that my job is to do what Frank did for GF Darrow, which is just, prompt and to do that let's make it as personal as possible let's make sure our energies are aligned and that's and that's how we started on phenomena and that's we came that's how it came to be now we started working on it at dc together and and so we had this like nice little uh time at dc and then so we built a lot of pages and then when dc changed hands and things were going to be different uh it, it, it and and the pandemic hit and we're like all right and uh um, the poop we were, hit the fan like hardcore <laughs> it did I, you know there was a few months there where you're like uh, is this it for comics we don't know there was pencils down yeah. for a while at, at marvel and stuff so we weren't sure what was going on and and what was low grade happening in the comics community behind the scenes was a lot of my peers and uh my favorite creators just with that feeling that we've got nothing to lose started taking some very big swings like trying like big stuff. Like a lot of my friends right now are on projects right now that are completely different from where they were when this started because they took some big aggressive swings. And, and for me, it it was a mixture of things. Number one was finding out that Miles Morales and Naomi were doing so well in the YA market outside of what would be considered you know, the, the superhero mainstream market. And then I go yeah. like to Barnes and Noble and there's the YA wall of graphic novels that fills my heart because that did not exist when I started in comics. And now there's, you know, comics was like this, you know, this weird thing that you'd get in trouble for reading at school. And now they're celebrated in schools. It's completely shifted. And then I go to the the bookstore and I see, you know, the Captain Underpants and Raina. And then there's Miles yeah. right there with them. And I'm like, oh, I'm a YA author. I didn't, I didn't know. Oh, okay. I didn't I, even I, know. I, I, <laughs> well, I came in as a crime author. So even being a superhero author was a bit of shift in my head. And mm. then and then now I'm like, for a lot of people, a YA author with a bunch of titles. And uh, and so I was like, all right, what's the what can we do with that? And I, I went to a, a, a lit agent at the agency I was at at William Morris and I described the scenario and, and I showed them phenomena, which had built itself into kind of that space. If people were in, it's very different from other YA books, but it is a very all audience friendly adventure. And uh, I'm like, is there something we can do with it? And uh, they took it out because we had so many pages already done. It was a very, um, uh, generous uh, submission. It's, you know, sometimes when you submit for a book, you got a few pages, you got a chapter or two, but we had, here it is, whether you like it or later, this is it, we could show it to you. I think that and it was uh, completely finished, no? Well, there's like 40 finished pages is what people saw, yeah. and, uh, and which is a lot. That's usually... It is a lot, jeez. It, it's a lot, and it, it it describes, A, we're doing it, whether or not, whether you buy this or not, we're making this. And uh, and also you can you you can look at it and decide whether you think you can you can do something with it. And because of that, uh, and again, not to be bragging, I apologize, but just to describe the scenario, we were we found ourselves in a in an auction scenario where we had more than one off, offer to publish this work outside Ooh. of you know in in the in the quote unquote bookstore market. And that was this all very exciting and new for us both of us together. And uh, we ended up uh, going to Abrams. Uh, Charles, our editor, is uh, someone who used to be at DC and, and someone who we have a lot of like connective thread together. And, and he has the right sensibilities. Yeah, he, he just well, really got it. And also, he was building a line of new graphic novels, including Alex Ross's Fantastic Four graphic novel and Marjorie yeah. Liu's new graphic novel. And they offered to make us part of this lineup that we were like, hell yes. So I get the I get the Alex Ross book for free. Yes, I will. I will. Uh, oh I will, uh, man, you look! I've had people complaining on Twitter right today, like, "Oh my God, I can't get the special edition." So some homie says, "Don't you? You don't need a special edition. Get the Amazon edition. It's right here." I'm like, 
You know what? Yeah. I need that link too, so I got to do that because that look, book looks phenomenal. So I think Abrams is going to probably be one of my new favorite publishers because they they really yeah, are doing amazing. amazing. Yeah, we've yeah. had a wonderful time behind the scenes. Yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry, you were going to say this. Oh, I, just, I just want to say, Charlie just emailed me like one hour ago, tell, telling me that he had boxed me a bunch of books, including Alex Ross book. So I'm I'm oh, lying I'm to you. To, to look at it. You need to make a yeah, book and. For those for up up and coming creators, free comics is where it's at. It never gets old. Yeah, this is why we do it, isn't it? The free books. (laughs) He doesn't want any no money or fame. He just wants some free comics. I work for books. I got you. I love it. I love it. So So anyway, so so we ended up at Abrams and we're we've been like in this you know what you know, sophisticated publishing situation and it's been absolutely wonderful and, and uh we're thrilled to be talking with you right now. So part of the deal at Abrams, though, is um, this is a multi-graphic novel deal. So even as we're talking about volume one, which you're in the middle of, Andre and I are hardcore in the middle of volume two right now. That'll be out next year. Oh, yeah. I have uh, right now I have 17 pencil pages already for volume two. Awesome. What? This guy yeah, works yeah. fast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hard at work. No, I work fast, Brian. Don't forget the rest of the script. Oh, I love it. I love it. Andre thinks he works fast, but I I used to work with Mark Badley and John Romita Jr. at the same time. I felt I was being chased. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh, my God. That must have been stressful. (laughs) I would would write a script for Mark Badley, go to bed, wake up, and he drew it. (laughs) You're like, damn. Yeah. You think I, I'm weeks ahead. Good night. And I nope, wake up. Oh, no. he, he had coffee and an IV, apparently, Mr. Bagley over there. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me just tell also one thing about Phenomena that I really enjoyed working with Ryan, which made it like a fantastic collaboration, which is like we Brian had that spark in his mind, you know, of when you looked at all my – because I had a bunch of pitches, like eight pitches, I think, that I that I sent him. All of them with artwork. So he thought, what if it's all of this? Which I didn't get at first. I didn't understand what he was talking about because those for me were yeah. different worlds that I've been building throughout four or five years, some of them. You know, so I, I mean, that stuff for me didn't went together. But then I slowly realized what he meant is that visually, of course, because they are drawn by me and a lot of them were science fiction, they felt like they could work together. So Brian wrote, with that in mind, he wrote like a couple of lines of tagline, you know? And then he said to me that, we, we were talking and he told me, before I write anything else, would you like to start drawing something based on this? And I started drawing stuff. So, and after that, we have been on this back and forth where I drew like 40 images, I think, that I sent him, you know, with characters and like stuff that he, there was no script for. And I sent all that stuff to him. He wrote a script based on that. He sent it to me. I, I drew more stuff based on that as well. And I collected <laughs> some of the stuff. So we have been on this wonderful uh, ping pong game where I send the ball. He sends it back to me. Tennis game, you know, if you want. And uh, that's how we've been working, feeding on each other. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts of this is that we go into our little corner, do our thing, and we show it to the other person. And... Brian feeds on that and he writes on his little corner and he comes and sends the script to me and I read it. You know, I get to laugh because how he picks some of the stuff that I drew that I had no intention of being something and he's using it as something completely that I never thought of, you know. He sees four characters together and all of a sudden they are on a band when I never thought that they were going to go together. And so that has been really an interesting thing because like phenomena, I... I could draw a book like this, but I could never make a book like this, you know, because it requires Brian Bendis coming on top and doing his thing. And if he wrote this book for other, other artists, it would never be like this. So, like, this collaboration has really been amazing. There you 100%. go. I mean, we're talking about the book so much. Let, let's give a tease straight from the Abrams website. I mean, it's scrolling along. But first off, look at that awesome cover, The Golden yeah. City of Eyes. Hey, so, I mean, so phenomena is it's our world, something's happened to it. It's uh, not an apocalyptic story. It's something different than that, uh, but something yes. severe has happened to our world and we're coming into it uh, as all, all of that has already happened. And so with every page, you get a little more hints of like, what happened? Where are we? Where, what's going on? As we 
follow the travels of our lead characters, a Bolden, a little boy who may or may not be orphaned in this world, and um, his uh, new friend, a Spike, who is a warrior um, creature from an, a faraway land uh, that more and more, as you read, you'll find more and more about what his history is, uh, but a noble warrior who uh, is also stuck in this world. And these two oddballs are, have kind of hooked up together and are traveling across uh, phenomena. And uh, when they do, they, they um, clash into another character named Matilde, uh, Matilda, who um, is kind of a Robin Hood character of phenomena, who's running around trying to do the right thing for the people who aren't being taken care of. And the three of them end up on a journey that takes them to the Golden City of Eyes, which is a like a capital of the world of phenomena and uh, something terrible has happened to it. And the three of them have to team up to discover what it is and what they can do to solve it. Yeah, and I dig what the monetary exchange is as well. Because like, what is wrong with this world? Is everybody that bored that this is what the what is classified as money? Like, whoa! Thank you. Yeah, no, it's my favorite thing. I, I, um, I, I'm not anti-capitalism. Obviously, I'm, I'm selling you the book, but um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, I am fascinated by what capitalism has has done to parts of our our culture. And wouldn't it be interesting if we lived in a world where your story, your true story, was your value? Like you, you come up to people and you tell them your story. And, and that, that, and they tell you theirs and all of it, uh, it, it literally can, can make a society. And we, and we get to, we see that. We see that, oh, that actually works. People just help each other and give each other and share yeah. with each other and they're closer to each other and they understand each other. And, 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 and that's, so, and that's the world we're living in. It just, it, I, I wrote it to see if that would work. What would work if we just took money out of the equation? Yeah. And, and just, and just, and just had these, people going around by the way like they used to do like we like yeah that's what i'm gonna say right that's how it used to be yeah so i was curious of what the modern version of that was and what i'm also fascinated by and again we're we're uh, just a couple weeks from launching but uh uh, quite a few people have read it and like you that that seems to be an idea that that uh charms people as much as i hoped it would and i'm yeah it, it definitely does because it's not about people sharing their story but also if they create a story for someone else based on what they've just seen, now that has value too. You know, that memory is now a story that that has value. It's it's insane concept, but I was digging it. I'm like, boy, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, but wouldn't it be nice if the value of you was your value versus oh, like agreed. how much stuff you could cobble together? So yeah. yeah. And, and look at the beautiful art by Alia. Look, look at the panels, everything. And, you know, and now that you mention how, you know, uh, uh, of your background, I could see it. This is a perfect example of that. Jesus yeah. Christ, look at this. So <laughs> when, when are we going to see this city in Portugal? <laughs> what? Over the, on, on the book, there are very, uh, um, there's a small town where they go that I use pieces of architecture that are Portuguese. And I, I want to say something. There's a, a quick Easter egg in the first couple of pages where I see your initials on, on stores. I say, yo, look at these yeah. guys. They got shops there. <laughs> I, I, I like to hide all, all kinds of references throughout yeah. the book. You're making me look. Because once I found that, I said, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure he did more craziness around here somewhere. Uh, it's yeah. really dope. It's, it's, they are all over the place, really. Well, okay, you're, cool. but you're bringing up my favorite thing about Andre's work. Andre is in a, a, a genre of artists where, um, and I, I mentioned Jeff Jarrow, but there's quite, there's quite a few where the, the, you, you read it differently than you would a more traditional American comic. The, mm-hmm. There's a lot of story in the panels where you can just stop and look around and story is happening. The world is being built around you. So you can read it real fast and just like tear through, but I'm, but, but this is, to be savored and to look over There's, everything that was drawn was on purpose and for the world and, and some of its stuff in the background that I was so enamored by that I, I have it pay off in, in later on in the book or in, in the next book. So yeah, these visuals are, and, and again, this is me. I, I'm faced with this artwork and then I have to make choices about how, how best to, how best to use it and how best to, you know, explore it and 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 for me i i i just 
realized that this is a visual story and I, I need to get out of the way as often as possible. Yeah, the idea is really like Ryan was saying, like you can read it fast because I think the storytelling is good, which is always my main concern so that you go, you know, there is a flow that goes through the book. Hopefully you'll get that. But then if you want to take a little bit more time, you will find as much detail as you possibly can so we can flesh out this world. That's always the the thing for me. We got real we got real excited about like we were halfway through when I realized that this book was turning into something that just connoisseurs of comic art can have in their library. And yes. also if you want to curl up with your kids and read it, it's just it, it serves both purposes and that or both at once and that that's a delightful feeling. So tell me about the 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 that the lead alien creature because I, I love as soon as he comes on and he meets the boy he's like oh my god what is that sound <laughs> you know one thing hilarious that, one thing that I will tell you about that that I like saying this as well is that Brian asked me actually the there were two things that he asked me for the book only the only two things that I designed that were asked by him were a boy and a creature. So I drew Spike and the Bolden, and um, I showed it to him, and he, he loved it. But like those characters, particularly the alien, only came completely alive when he started writing that uh, the, the the dialogue, like the, the bits that you mentioned, you know, were really yeah. funny. There was no yeah. indication of that in my drawing. He was just a warrior that was standing. Uh. Just one drawing of him, which I love. And then when I read this script, I, th I said, this is perfect because it really balances out, you know, the, the seriousness of the drawing that I had done with a lot of um, the fun adventure side that we had uh, injected into the entire book so far. Yeah, it's definitely a buddy adventure here and, and the tribe gets getting bigger as, as the story the, develops because obviously, you know, things happen. They meet mm -hmm. people, you know, they're traveling in this whole new world, which is amazing. And you know, finding, you know, created technology and speaking of the old world and what is the old world. And that's where I'm at in the book now. I'm like, wow, okay, so this is going to dig even deeper. Now I need to know what happened before in greater detail. And I can't wait to see Andres on that bad boy because you guys are murdering me. It's, it's a great story that just, it really just keeps you going and, and very, you get very into it. And I do not speed through books. So that is why I have, did not finish because I was looking and appreciating Every word, every piece of art, every panel, what you guys created here is, is a thing of beauty, for real. I I appreciate that. I mean, and look what? at this. Oof, look at that. Yeah, Abram, that that's self porn. That that is self porn right there. Look at that. Hey, she laying down oh. there. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> and, and and you'll you'll enjoy. Uh, Andre and I were completely delighted with how meticulous Abrams is as a company. We've, we've worked for wonderful editors and publishers. I work at Dark Horse uh, all the time where they're just amazing. They're amazing at their yes, job. Uh, but having gone through uh, the, the particular specific specifics of, of, of publishing this as, as, as Abrams has, we were blown away by it. So it's, it's oh, yeah, no, Abrams, they are amazing as well. I was going to say, like I have the book right here next to me, obviously, because I'm drawing volume two. So I have volume one always in my, Always nearby. Are you and teasing? Like, you have it in your hands right there? No, up by, uh, look at this guy. Tease. Hey, look at that. Hey, isn't a sleeve it's, oh, yeah. too? No, yeah. it's Oh, yeah, it has a sleeve, you know. Yeah, hardcover buttons. Oh, my God. Look at that. And we have uh, the cover in black and white. Can you? Oh, wow. Oh, that oh, is yeah. fire. Yeah, and the cover, you know, works like uh, one illustration only. Oh man, gorgeous! That is drawing. sexy, dude. No, yeah, the book is amazing. I like. I was amazed when I saw when I got the book. I I was really speechless because this this is like one of the best books that I've ever seen, and it's yeah. mine. It's I couldn't believe it. It's like it's perfect. And um, we had I had a number of meetings with um, Abrams designer Andy to just sort out how to better present the book and stuff like that, right? And, was there as well with Charlie, you know, just their attention to detail on um, chasing every, because Brian made up a lot of words. So, you know, they, they were chasing. Yes, he did. Yes, correct. he did. There was a curse word there, I think, but I'm not sure because the language. I'm like, huh? It, it, what is he trying to say here? This sounds like a horrible insult. I'm from Brooklyn. So anything that sounds weird sounds like an insult. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they made sure that all the grammar was on, not the grammar, I'm sorry, the, the letters were all correct in each word, you know, like all the drawings that would uh, as perfectly presented as they could possibly be. Like I was enamored by their way of working and we really got yeah, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I want to tell folks that, again, you know, if you go visit this site right here, abramsbooks.com, mm -hmm. you can actually pre-order this baby because, you know, publication date is September 13th. Yeah. Right. right. And, and honestly, it's, it's, you know, it's from Abrams. It's in every bookstore, any book service, any, you know, we, we would particularly like you to pre-order it from a comic book store, any mom and pop uh, independent bookstore uh, that, but, but you yep. can literally get it anywhere that books are sold. What we, really want, well, yeah, what we really want is for people to buy it. I don't care where you get it. You go, just you get it. Buy, you don't have to buy just one. You can buy like 10 books if you want, you know. Yes. Hey, Christmas is like around the corner. Buy 10. Everyone yeah. should buy 10. That would be good. Christmas is around the corner. And I think that, you know, if you have a comic book fan in your life, folks, this is a wonderful and beautiful gift. It, it's black and white illustrations throughout, you know, my, in my early life. It was Savage Soda Conan that started me off, you know, black and white. So when I see yep. black and white, you already got me hooked like a fish. Like, all right, you know, I'm there out of the water. Like, hey, what is this? What is this? Okay. Well, I, I I appreciate you saying that because that was yeah. it was a uh, uh, gentle controversy here uh, with us. Really? Make it, well, it like, was gentle controversy. I never. <laughs> that's a new hashtag. Well, it's like, you know, there's there's <laughs> genuine controversy in the world. I don't think this would this would match the, the thing, but uh, um, uh, but in this in this regard, uh, yeah, we were we had we had people who offered us to publish it, but only if it was in color. And we we're like, hmm. And again, this was, the, I kind of like raised my hand on this one because. Um, this was uh, Brian's uh, idea, by the way. Yeah, Andre's work, like Andre works with Chris and, and they're great together. And Chris colored our cover and, and, and I've worked with him. He's wonderful. Uh, Andre's work in black and white really gets under my skin. Like you really does. There's a couple other artists I work with. It just really, just that it's so visceral and I get to experience it. And I, and I want, and, and this one, I was like, I want everyone to feel how I feel right this second. Like, this yes. is how it feels. And, and, so and I, just did say, I just need to say that we sold a copy to Ronnie Ledesma. Yeah. yeah. He goes, he pre-ordered a digital, but now he needs the hardcover. And he texted his comic <laughs> shop. All right. Yeah. And then we got Brian Adam, too. He's like, can you recap what I missed? No. Well, what's going to happen, Adam? You're going to watch the show and rewind and, and, and tune back in. And he says, Brian, to you, thank you for your Daredevil run. Oh, thank you for letting me have a Daredevil run. It's one of the great joys of my yeah. life. And, yeah, because uh, Adam is actually blind. So it's like he oh, really okay. appreciated that. Yeah, really? that's Awesome Thoughts Radio right there. That, oh, that's great. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I would love to hear how they experienced it. Um, um yeah, you know what? So we were we were working in. I was looking at black and white, and and you'll know, like you mentioned, the Savage Sword of Conan. But when I came up in comics, I was making black and white comics. So throughout the entirety of the '90s, people would come up to people who make black and white comics and go, "Oh, when are you going to finish it?" Or, "Oh, all oh you can afford God. is black and white." And and yes, that was true. Oh. But uh, the 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 idea that black and white is unfinished or amateurish was very frustrating to me. Uh, and so over the years, we get a little Sin City, a little Walking Dead, the manga. The, this generation of comic <laughs> readers and comic buyers do not have that same um, uh, <laughs> ignorance about, about what a black and white comic should be. And so having lived with that for so many years, the idea that we could uh, do this in black and white and not have an audience regarded as lesser than was very exciting to me. And I wanted to pursue that. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I was thrilled that our, yeah. you know, the, the, the world had shifted enough where we could do this in black and white. Well, like, thank you. Yeah. And thank it was, you. Because, it was, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was Ryan's idea actually to do it in black and white. He proposed it to me. I was really happy because I tried to do my own book. I, I wrote and drew a book uh, a few years ago called Men Plus and I wanted it to be black and white, but they didn't want, the publisher didn't want it at the time because they said, uh -huh. okay, it's going to sell less. And it was what do you a mean it's gonna sell less? Walking Dead is the most primary example. And you know what's funny? People have that ignorance, as Brian said, because when Walking Dead came out, I told my friends, "Oh my God, this book is so dope!" Oh, it's black and white. I'm like, "What that mean?" By yeah, the book, I mean it's beautiful art, regardless. Because, 
Huh. Yeah, it 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 uh, like it pops because it's different, you know. It's it's and if it's well done, and I think I did the gray tones for um, Men Plus as well. There is a black and white version of that book that was oh. colored on top of that. So when Brian said let's do this in black and white, I immediately said yes, let's do it, and um, like it was great because we got this book. And for me, like black and white comics is not what it was for Brian. For me, black and white comics were the stuff because it was a Japanese book that I read all the time. So like for me, I was in heaven. And one of the good things that Abrams was when Charlie had the meeting with us, he never mentioned the black and white stuff. That for him was taken as granted, you know, he never questioned it or asked about it. Can we color it? He never said anything about it. For him, that was perfect. He oh. talked about it with me. We, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned but I, it. But I, I described literally verbatim what I just said to you. And I, on, on top of uh, uh, the idea that looking at the, um, you know, we live here in Portland where there's Powell's and Powell's is the biggest bookstore in the world. And the YH section there is enormous and they have everything. And you walk in there um, and you see a lot of stuff. Uh, that is original and, and true. And then you see a lot of people imitating other people's truth, right? There's a lot of books that look a lot like other books, right? Or they're being packaged to look like a lot of other books. And that's, I completely understand it. I work in mainstream comics my whole life. I get it. But it just, I also know that some of this audience that is reading these books are also evolving and will want books that look different than all the, like they've, they've now read the 25 books that look exactly the same. And we would like to be there for them when they're evolving to the next level. And that's where I think Phenomena kind of, kind of slides right in to that for, for um, uh, readers looking for a new world. I want something I can't, I can't see on TV right now. And I want it in a new voice and I don't want it to look like, uh, you know, Captain Underpants. I want it to look like, you know, the hands of a master like Andre. And, and that's, uh, yeah. that, that was the, again, this, some of this is hoity toity and I, I apologize, but as authors, you have to make these choices and like, like look at the world around you and perceive what the world's going to be like when this book comes out and what, where do you want it to, where do you want it to be? Why do you want it to look? So I've had a lot of experience with this, you know, at Marvel having the books on the shelves and seeing how they look next to the other books and it, it changes. Yeah. You know, I like how you mentioned about the truth, though, because obviously that's also a a big part of the commodity uh, of the world of phenomena, whether your story is true or not. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It has more value when it's true. Yeah, but how uh, do they know that it's true? How can you gauge that it's true? So now you guys got my mind all so screwed up here. I'm like, yo, like there's so many avenues could go on this. It's insane. Well, isn't that the thing? Go ahead. Yeah, you won't believe what I've already drawn for issue two precisely about that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Andre. Yo, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> the second volume is about what if someone else takes your truth and makes it their truth? Ah. What, what is oh. its value then? How does that affect you in the world? A new form so, of plagiarism in, in, in the world of... <laughs> it's definitely things we can feel in the world we live in right now. Like, you know, truth has been under siege my entire adult life. This is not a new thing. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, uh, but, but watching that happen over and over and over and over again is it, it, you can't help but go, I, I want to write about this, but I, but I need to, I need to leave this world and, and, and go to another world and, and, and kind of figure out wh- wh- where I am, where I'm at with this subject. Oh man. Yeah, but, but to have it be a celebration, like that's the other thing. We live in a world where truth is under siege and it's being beaten to death. And I'm like, I, I want to celebrate it, you know? I, I want I want it to be like when people hear truth, they go, ooh, it's a true story. Tell me, right? Like instead of oh, yeah. today, which is, <laughs> which is uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, you know, yeah. I, I wanted yeah. So I, I thought if we could create a book where people are excited to hear each other's stories inside the story, that would be a, a feeling I would like to give people. Yeah, you saw something my mom yesterday watching some alien movie. She's talking about it's based on a true story. I'm like, I'm really hooked. I, she went to bed late watching this thing. I said, okay, so she's watching an alien story, but she says that it sounds like the true story. I'm like, okay, so does this have value in the world phenomena? <laughs> well, I, you know, you bring up something that's uh, that stayed with me for a long time. Uh, the Coen Brothers movie Fargo says Ooh. based on a true story. It's not. That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke that lets you know if you're into it. This whole movie's a comedy. 
It's yeah. a crime movie, but this is by by saying from the first first shot, it says based on a true story, and it's completely not. All right, you're <laughs> you're, you're you're messing. I but because and the joke takes on levels because many critics valued the work more because they thought it was an adapted truth, right? Yeah. They, and that was the Coen brothers fucking with them, and I loved it so much. I loved it so watch watching like. Siskel bent over backwards to like, oh my god! And that, after they they hated all the other Coen Brothers movies, but they loved this one because it was true. And it just it was uh, it was so delightful to me, and I and I, I it stuck with me as we as we went to this, you know what that means. <laughs> I love it. You see, you they're messing with us, folks. This, this, I'm telling you, this is one is an incredible book. I mean, she is 144 pages. Of total goodness with beautiful art, beautiful verbiage all throughout. And it's just you guys working on the book. Is there any yeah. other hands touching the book? Uh, our our, our uh, amazing uh, letterer, uh, Josh Reed, who works on all yeah. the Dreams World books. He works on Joy and Pearl and every, everything else. Oh, word. Uh, nice. Yeah, he's and, amazing. Chris uh, O'Halloran. Chris O'Halloran yes. colors for the cover. Okay. Yeah. I, I, need, I need a broom for the dreams you're dropping right now. Hold on. <laughs> no, but but it's Amazing it's mostly people. me and Andre. Andre yes. does all the tones. He does all the all the design work. There's it's not a you know it's funny because Andre uh, uh, um, is in love with so many artists who have a studio of helpers, and I, Andre does not. I, I, Andre does it all. Uh, so oh, it's, wow. yeah, it's it's quite wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's all on me. Yeah, <laughs> Andre doesn't want to leave the house. He just wants to stay there and do his thing. <laughs> he's he's no, the comic but, book hermit. <laughs> but what Andre does is he creates. What my favorite thing about Andre is like the artwork comes in and then um, he designs very well towards what I've already written. But then I immediately feel like, oh, we don't need all these balloons. I, I'm not covering it. And he like every brick he drew uh, needs to be seen mm. as, as much as possible. So I go out of my way to like really pare it down as much as possible because that's 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 the show right there well hopefully one day i'll become a millionaire i'm gonna be andre can and since you are an architect can you design my, my home i want it to look as most space age far out as you can for four <laughs> well, fans of andre want to check out his amazing uh consignments and he does like some of his best work is like for private collectors and there is a oh. spider-man daredevil piece or the and also the uh spider-man uh uh yeah I draw, piece. holy I shit do, no yeah i, I do occasionally commissions i don't do that much but the ones that i do now i do with um half tones actually you know yeah. uh, on paper yeah i put that like they did in the old school japanese stuff so i you know i oh. cut them up and i Put them on, so you have a piece of paper that has those old half tones on, on zip them. Zipitone? Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Where do you get it? Where do you get Zipitone? It's a problem because I have a small stock that is finishing, and uh, most stores don't sell it. I'm fucked now. Yeah, back in, back in the nineties, <laughs> me and me and David Mack were hoarding them. We were like any art store we went to in the country, we'd like uh. we'd buy all the Zipitone because we knew it was ending. Yeah, I know what. No, I know a guy that draws that he, he, he was actually, because I, I started doing like actual real Zipatones like a year ago or something like that, way after I, I done Phenomena. And like I saw a guy that he was doing it and I saw his technique on Instagram. So I picked it up and I said, okay, I can do this. And I started doing it and I messaged him. I said, where do you get yours? And he told me, oh, I can't get them anywhere. I just bought so much that I have enough for a lifetime. But I, Oh, damn. He yeah, bought the stuff amazing. from your store. Yeah, no, he sent me. He sent me pictures. Like he has so much stuff, and I can't find it anywhere. Did he give you his address? You know, if you need any help, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get For people the, who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, pre-computer. Um, if you saw like a texture on a comic book page that had a um, almost a mechanical bent to it, um, Ooh, it, it would that. literally be a sticker that you would put on the artwork yeah. and cut it out. Like we sometimes yeah. you see iron like a, a Bob Layton Iron Man face, and then the the there would be like very very parallel lines creating a yeah. tone. Is there some face. cuts? Can you see? There you go. That's a sticker. I cut that. Face. I cut those for a commission. I think it's for a Sandman commission. You can see a pair of uh, legs here. I'm sorry, the screen is a pair there of legs go. here and whatnot. Sandman this, commission. Ooh, 
Oh, oh no, this, yeah. is, this one is for a Nightwing. This big one is a Nightwing. It's a Nightwing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a Nightwing that. butt. Yeah, that is <laughs> There's a Nightwing butt. See, butts is a common theme in the last episode when I was speaking about amputation uh, capital. Um, you know, a, 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 apparently a celebrity sold their butt cheeks to a collector. You know, and they got to get really? cut off when they sold. So I'm thinking here, ooh, what celebrity is that? <laughs> what celebrity you know has a butt that would be worth money? <laughs> a name popped up in my head immediately. Like I went to one name immediately. I'm not going to say what it say is because I'm wrong. Say it. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. But I like, ben, who would sell their butt? Oh, I know who it is. Okay. Brian, Brian, I'm telling you, we know, we know, we know. Just write it, so. write it and show it on the screen. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't no, want I, that person to get I mad and go and third volume. Yeah. Someone sells their butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> right? and what's the story behind this? That, that's going to be the illest commodity of phenomenon. It's, it's not going to be YA, that one. <laughs> Yo, do, you guys are amazing. So I want to say this again. You know, I don't want to say too much more for your time. But listen, I need you to follow, follow Brian on Twitter at Brian M. Bendis. Check out the website, Jinx World. All right? Dope stuff going on. So yeah, Jinx follow will take you. Jinx will mm-hmm. take you to my Substack newsletter, which will fill you Ooh. in on everything. You got a Substack webfile? Oh, he kicking out. He, Brian is all over the place. So I'm telling you, he's well, open. Well, the everywhere. newsletters is a really nice way to communicate with people. Like social media is such a garbage fire that it's it's hard to like just express ah, yeah, a, a full thought, you know. And and the newsletters really, I'm really so happy. Nick Spencer opened the door for us so we can do this. Much more personal. And then, of course, you can follow Andre on Twitter at ERDNA11. On Instagram, you can follow him. And his name is Andre Lima Erujo. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Oh, and the website <laughs> is the same at the dot com. Check that out. I need you guys to pick up this amazing book dropping September 13th. Of course, pick it up from your LCS. But if you don't have one near you, you can obviously visit abramsbooks.com and get that. Hey, is it your birthday? It was a couple of days ago, yeah. Okay, so happy belated birthday, Thank Al Rock, you. another Al right there, kicking Thank ass, you. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big believer in the Patton Oswalt birthday philosophy that you have birthdays up until you're 12, and then oh. one every 10 years until you're 90, and then you can start having birthdays again because so you, you, I'm at an age where oh okay, who cares? You're an adult. You're living at party. <laughs> yeah, but I did. So right I now you're practically 22, about right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did have a wonderful birthday, and thank you. I appreciate Fantastic. That. Many more, my brother. You, you keep creating, yo, for real. So, uh, flowers, flowers to both of you. Thank you guys for being such awesome thank creators you. and entertaining people like myself and the many fans all over the world with your creations and your your words, your art, everything you've done. You've thoroughly put smiles on us, created fa- new fans, old fans. You guys are amazing. So just from oh, the bottom of my you. heart, just thank you so, so much for thank everything you've you. done. This was a wonderful you know, It's amazing. Yeah. Now, you guys rock. And this, last thing, last thing here, and sure. then to both of you, and I'll, I'll start with, with Brian on this one. Any, actually, it's going to be two, because at the end, we all know where you're going to be at. But any advice for any up-and-comers, like New Jack's trying to step into the business? Do it. Just do it. Don't, there's... There's nothing standing in your way. We live in a world that like social media is like filled with fear, like telling, like really like uh, accentuating people's like, uh, like deep seated fears of stuff. Or you watch someone else like create something and people react to it and it, and it, and it, it fills you with all your fears, right? I, um, I don't worry about it. it just if you feel the desire to make something or, or, or play something or be something, do that. Do it. Be be the, what you want to be. As long as you're not hurting anybody, be be what you be that that what you want to be and express. Even if you think, "Why well, no one is doing this? Nobody cares about this right now." Just do it because it'll feel good and you'll feel more like connected to other humans. Now, what happens is, no matter what you built, you will connect with someone else about it. If it's one person or a million people, it's a beautiful connection that really can fill your whole life up. It's worth it. No matter what hardship you think comes with creating, it's totally worth it. All right. Every job has hardship. Like working at McDonald's sucked, but it's it's still working at McDonald's. This, this making comics also has, you know, ups and downs, but oh my God, you get to do what you want. You get to do what you wanted. So do it. it. And I can tell you, 
that re and I described earlier, like reading like hard boiled and feeling that feeling creating something feels that times a hundred. It's, 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 you won't know it until you do it. Like, Oh, this is way better than, than reading comics is making comics. And if that's a feeling that feels like it might be appealing to you, then you, you owe it to yourself to try. And with that comes a lot of work. You really got to look, look at your work and, and see who you are and what you're doing and what you need to learn and learn it and do it and apply it, but do it every day. I'm telling you, it could, it's, it's, as I said, I'm like 30 years in, it's a very, very, very humanist, fulfilling life. You, every day I connect with somebody somewhere in the world about some damn thing, something I did years ago, something I did tomorrow. And it, and it, 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 and it fills my life up and it's beautiful. And I hope that inspires others to go, fuck, I'm doing it. Yeah. I, that, that's it. I want to do it too. All right. It's, it's, it's amazing. So that's my advice. Just do it. I say that if, particularly if you are like an artist, like everything that Brian said is obviously my, my first go to as well. Like if it feels good, you, you got to do it. But like if you are an artist, for example, or even a writer and you're starting in comics in particular, I'd say just create your own things because that's where what you can really do becomes completely transparent. And that's how I got hired by Marvel. Actually, I did a few samples for them with their characters that uh, were good, I think, in the end. They, they should have been enough for them to hire me, but they were not completely sold. But when I drew a couple of things that I have uh, created on, like they, they said right away, okay, this is this is the stuff that we want. You know, it was m my things, not their characters that, that they had seen a million times. Yeah. Original stuff usually shows truly what a creator can do. So I'd say yep. all it wrote. You hear that, folks? Be OG when you're bringing some business over to people. That that that's where it's at. And I'm about to get pissed off here, but I'll leave it alone. So with that, <laughs> people, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why people come on to to say dumb stuff. Uh, sometimes I just, you know, why waste your time, guys? If you got yeah. negativity, take it elsewhere. This isn't the home for it. All right. And again, I, I'm an old school New Yorker, so I don't do this, you know, keyboard thuggery. I'm the type of person you got to tell me stuff in my face, if anything. You know what I'm saying? And I'll take care of it that way. That's All I see I, is them, like, like he keeps writing grass. Oh, 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 uh, okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to block him, but it's just people being no, dumb. And he has multiple accounts. So excuse that, those buttheads. But anyway, want to no, thank no. you guys for your time. And, and lastly, oh, this is the other question because this guy got me a little. <laughs> Are you guys going to do any? Uh, Comic Cons anytime soon. Where can we see you next? Oh, thank you for uh, reminding me. I will be at Dragon Con on Friday and Saturday uh, only, uh, sitting next to uh, my dear friend David Mack and my old uh, Spider Man friend Mark Bagley. And uh, we rarely. David Mack is Pope, man. Yep, and uh, uh, and one of my oldest and best friends, and uh, and uh, we're working together right now in a new creator owned. And uh, so I'll be at Dragon Con, and the weekend after that, I'll be at Rose City Comic Con here in Portland uh, doing the whole show. Lots going on uh, there as well. And, uh, and then after that, uh, more to come. But I have a Powell's um, at Powell's here in Portland. We'll be doing a, a, a proper book launch, which I'm very sorry Andre won't be at. Um, but we're going to do the book launch. It's the biggest, book, biggest bookstore in the world. So that's pretty exciting. All right. And, so and, 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 and do anything? And my darling, no. who keeps writing, who keeps writing in the comments that I'm gay, that doesn't insult me as much as you might think. It, it doesn't at all insult me. So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, Oscar here right. says thank you for the advice, gentlemen. Al Rock says sweetie. thank you for the advice and inspiration. Thank you, know you very mean? much, Al Rock. You know, so you're not yeah, going to no, do I, any cons, Andre? What's going on? No, I live very far away, so I might do one in Portugal, and that might. Yeah, you be got a little baby. Yeah, I have babe, many hey! babies. No, I Congrats. have twin daughters. I have twin daughters, one year and a half. She, she, they, they, they are my comic convention, you know. Oh my God, yo, you have yeah. twin daughters, muchacho. Get ready, this is gonna look like that in about a year. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I color this, you know. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this, it's gone. Yeah, I, 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 I just got rid of mine. I just, I just, uh, yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. tell the, the nightmare this is. 
Yeah. Brian went full Kojak. He said, "Toma, I'm gonna be looking like Telly." <laughs> well, I, I had a choice. It was it was uh, bacon strips or. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. so, oh, too funny! Thank you guys well. for your time, yo. For real, God bless you guys. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your work. Oh. You keep rocking out and doing what you guys do. So one last time, mi gente, one last time. Follow Brian all over on Twitter at Brian mm-hmm. M Bendis. Check out the website Zinxworld. You can follow Andre on Twitter and on Instagram. So our Twitter is erdna11. Instagram is Andre Lima Reujo. Same thing for the website with a dot com, all right? So show yeah. the love. And again, get the book via your uh, LCS. But if you don't have one locally, that's okay. You can visit abramsbooks.com or if you visit your favorite bookstore, you can pick that up, all right? Mm-hmm. Remember, September 13th, 144 pages of extreme goodness coming your way. All right, fellas? So thank you again. Much love, guys. I appreciate you. Hasta la próxima. Para que sepan. Check out everything coming Crusaders everywhere. Hasta la próxima. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 